Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And I'm so excited about this episode uh, today. My guest is Gabby Dunn, and Gabby is a she. She does it all. She's a multi hyphenate. She's a multi multi hyphenate. My God, she's a an actor, a writer, a blogger, a YouTuber, an activist, a podcaster, a comedian. And I'm sorry if the term YouTuber is uh, is is uh, is not cool and is uh, a negative term. That's not how I mean it. Bear with me. I'm just living my life, doing the best I can. How dare all of you? Anyway, so Gabby, uh, you may know her from her show on YouTube called Just Between Us. She also has a podcast called Bad With Money um, on Panoply. And, uh, and she does Just Between Us with her partner, Allison Raskin, her Just Between Us partner, not her life partner. Anyway, let me keep going. Uh, we go on a tangential journey uh, during this podcast where we talk about a million different things. We talk about coming out open relationships, communication, bisexuality, Instagram jealousy, dating, power struggles in relationships, polyamory, breakups, work stress, collaborating with Alison Raskin, women being seen as people by men, fighting for basic humanity, emotional fidelity, and her upcoming novel with Alison Raskin called I Hate Everyone But You, and you can pre-order that book, and you should pre-order it on Amazon. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Gabby Dunn. And uh, yeah, it's just a fun, fast-paced, deep, uh, tangential romp of a conversation between two women, me and Gabby motherfucking Dunn. Uh, a lot has happened this week. It's been an emotional week. Uh, it's uh, just so many different things. You guys, not only... Uh, you know, with a range. I had some uh, road rage at the Grove, which is something I deal with in Los Angeles a ton, and I'm just going to rant. This is not the emotional part of my week, but I will say I was already emotional about private stuff in my own life, whatever. Um, and then I went to the Grove to run an errand, and I'm driving around in circles, and uh, and here's what people do nowadays. I'm sure they do this all over the place, but especially in Los Angeles, because that's where I notice things happening, because that's where I live, and that's where I drive. Uh People get in their car, they sit in their car for like an hour texting. Meanwhile, people are circling, looking for parking spaces like nobody's business. And uh, people who get in their car and just start texting and are considerate of other people looking or waiting for that space, it's uh, it's so fucking frustrating. So I was at the Grove. Um, I see a woman get in her car. And I don't honk at her. I, I wait. I wait because I think she's going to pull out. And this has happened numerous times to me. And I'm sure to you if you're listening out there, dear listeners. Um, I'm waiting for her to pull out. She's not. I'm being patient. I'm not honking. All of a sudden, all the cars behind me, even though I'm signaling that I'm waiting for this spot, this coveted spot at the Grove in the parking lot, uh, they start honking at me. I try to communicate to them that, that I'm waiting for the person who is ignoring me, not being considerate, and texting in their car like a fucking uh, selfish asshole. And uh, what happens is the cars go around me, give me the finger, yell at me, and then I, I go, oh my god, I don't know what to do. Please like me. What did I do wrong? I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. So they're all giving me the finger going around me. And then I go, you know what? Fuck it. It's not worth it. I'm going to go around this car. They're texting. They're never leaving. They're an asshole. Fuck this. I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to start going. Then I start scooching up, and that's when the car that who I've been waiting to leave forever starts to leave. And uh, and then i got to back up, and all the other cars are like have already moved up behind me. It's a fucking nightmare. It's, it's horrendous living in Los Angeles uh, in a day and age of uh, texting and nobody trying to be considerate of one another. Anyway, so that was one tiny moment that is not that big of a deal, but I decided to tell you about it. Also... I'm reading a book that is changing my life. It's called Codependent No More. I had heard about it. One of my girlfriends recommended it to me. I can't believe I had I didn't listen to because I like to listen to audiobooks because you know I'm constantly driving in Los Angeles dealing with assholes. I am finally listening to it. And it's all about uh, like I had a hectic childhood. I had a crazy hectic childhood, and I think I've done tons of therapy and I've done enough therapy to understand myself and not make bad decisions or find myself, uh, making habitual, like kind of unconscious choices in my life when, as far as like relationships are concerned with like friends and family and dating or whatever. But reading this book, 
uh, I'm just learning a lot about myself and why I make the choices that I do and why I get involved in certain things and like weird patterns. And it's just, uh, it's enlightening. So if anybody, um, anybody out there wants to learn about themselves and if you're ever in relationships where you feel like they're kind of dramatic and maybe you are, I like I'm a person who, um, I probably feel more comfortable in drama and chaos than somebody else might because that was what I know from my childhood. So, uh, yeah. So if you're the kind of person who comes from a chaotic background and, uh, and you, and you find yourself in situations that are less than healthy for you as an adult and you don't mean to, but you do because you unconsciously seek them out or decide to partner up with people, whether they're your friends, family, or in relationships with people where you kind of like play the part that you did when you were a child, um, this book might be for you. Codependent no more. You might love it. Uh, what else can I tell you? Also in honor of, uh, what is it? There's some kind of thing that's happening today that I talked about on uh, Instagram that I want to make a reference to. Oh, so this podcast comes out every Wednesday and this Wednesday, uh, happens to be, um, called, uh, it's, what is it called? Oh, it's called a day without women or a day without woman, a day without a woman. So I was all conflicted, like, oh my God, on Wednesday, um, March 8th, women aren't supposed to like work or put themselves out there or spend money just to like, so that the, the society feels the, the impact of that. But I just want to say that I did all the work on this podcast on Tuesday. It was released late Tuesday night by Aristotle, my male sound engineer producer, so I just want to say that I was conflicted, but I think that, that, that uh, the work was all done on Tuesday. This podcast is being contributed to you guys out there, and it's, I think it's, uh, I did nothing wrong is what I'm saying. I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to like, uh, just let you know that I'm uh, paying attention to what's going on in the, with the women's movement, and I'm part of it, and I'm with you, and I've done nothing wrong, and this is a conversation you're about to listen to between two badass, hardworking, woke women doing the best we can, trying to make a difference. And it was done on Tuesday night. So how fucking dare you? Feel free to listen on Wednesday while you're not working or spending money. All right? You're welcome. Anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Um, I would like you to send emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. I want to know what you're up to. I want to hear your thoughts, feelings, get your questions, whatever it is uh, that's in your brain, men and women, boys and girls, Whoever the fuck you are, whatever you identify as, fucking send me some emails. I love reading them. And uh, let's be friends on all of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, at Alexi Wasser. Uh, But now I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with Gabby Dunn. Now entering Nerdist.com. Caviar. They had a lot of caviar and salami and like and then dusty but weird biscuits with like babies' faces like 
I don't know who. Yeah, who is the the child face of Dusty Russian Biscuits? That's, that's some sex trafficked uh, oh, toddler. No. <laughs> but like it is. It really is though, probably. <laughs> oh, God. Oh man. Anyway, well we did it. <laughs> we are done. And good day. <laughs> um, where are you coming from? Where am I coming? Um, my house. I was supposed to be writing and doing a bunch of stuff, and then I have. My apartment is the best apartment ever, but it has a plumbing issue that comes Gross. up like twice a year. What plumbing issue? Just like the sink in the bathroom overflows. Yeah. So I, and it's always like when I don't need it, like today is a full day. Like I have stuff going on until the evening. Yeah. And which is why I'm dressed up. And you're like, on the Love Alexi podcast. And that's the only reason you're dressed up, right? Just yes, for my that's podcast, the only right? reason. Yes. I don't mean to offend, uh, but no, I'm dressed what? up for a day, for a full day of things. A full day on the go, day to night, as they say in uh, fashion yes. uh, terminology. And then my, as I'm leaving, my sink is bubbling. So I was like, you, I was like texting my landlord, like you have to deal with it. I don't know. I can't. I'm sorry. Powerful. Because other times I've been out and she's and like your sink's overflowing, you have to come home. No, you don't. She right. needs to come to your house with her key, right? And have it fixed. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It, it's. Just, I was just like, oh, of course. You know, like sometimes when something bad is happening, and you just watch it, and you're like, fuck. This. Yes, of course. Yeah. This what must be happening right now today. Yeah. You look at the imaginary camera. That's not, right. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> and you're like, sure, sure. Really? <laughs> Uh, I had nothing going on yesterday when this could have happened, but today, absolutely. Let's make this happen. Like, yeah, definitely. Should we send Aristotle over with like a plunger and just I tried and no to- shirt? Yeah, I tried to plunge my sink. It's fine. It's all going well. That's gross because we know where that plunger has been. But I, the sink is like it's like gray water. What's gray? It's not poop. I don't Ew. know what it is. No, I mean your plunger has touched that gross stuff, mm-hmm. the P.O.O.P. stuff that I can't say. Yeah. You can't say it. I don't want to say on it. On this podcast. I don't say it on this, this podcast. This very clean <laughs> podcast. Oh, my God. I just say, I don't like bodily function stuff, and I get all weirded out by it. Yeah. Like, but then I let people know that, and then they're like, F-A-R-T, F-A-R-T. They say the word. They don't spell it out. That's me. And then I'm like, why did I let you know what my Achilles heel is? Like, you know, stop. <laughs> You're just an open wound. <laughs> I am. Stop fucking putting Here's your finger in Here's all my weaknesses. It. Oh, my God. So I... I was researching you. Oh, I was okay. like looking into your life and you do so many things. Yeah. You are not even 30. All right. No, I'm 28. You're living your gosh darn life. You do so many fucking things. You're insatiable. How did this even happen? Where were you born? <laughs> uh, I, was, I-, <laughs> I was born in Florida. Well, um, that's not the root, is it? That's the root. I mean, to- <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I, I always, I'm a middle child and uh, I had uh, my Dad was an addict and alcoholic when I was growing up. So addicted to what? Uh, just like drugs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, like, right. I'll ask questions. You don't have to answer. No, it, it's okay. Um, mostly an alcoholic, and um, he and like gambling stuff too, and um, and then I don't know. I always I think a lot of it was like, hey guys, look at me. I'm doing good. Like, yeah, right. This is good right everyone and then they're like yeah yeah who cares <laughs> but it's like a control thing too where it's like if you're doing well in your life or got a lot of stuff going on it's like you're it's a control thing kind of when everything yeah, else is out of control just, or just yeah or, or just trying to do trying to get attention or trying to make a chaotic thing not chaotic yeah oh, but yeah. you but like yeah so a lot of it is like well if i'm doing it's it's pressure in terms of like everyone else is fucking up so then I have to not be fucking up so that yeah. at least like somebody's holding shit together. I talk about it on my podcast because there's like a whole thing where my uh, parents are like, you're our retirement fund. Ew. Yeah. Which is like Back a joke off. that my mom makes on the, the podcast. Hilarious. And it's like, OK, but that is, that pressure is yeah. like because I'm like, OK, well. So this is my therapist would love this because she always is like, you're the parent of your parents and also your siblings. Mm, that's and how I feel about my- you have like four children, even though you're like 28. Yeah. I'm sure somewhere in, in like other parts of this country, someone who's 28 has four children legitimately. Yeah. yeah. I have four children that I like could not choose to abort. <laughs> yeah. You just inherited. Yeah. yeah. I just inherited four children. <laughs> um, how many podcasts do you have? Mm. Just one? I had I had How many another, have you had that you have like, I had find- one. I know I had another one but that guy and I split up. So now I don't have that anymore. What was that one? The um the finale rally one was oh, okay. about um it was about like a TV podcast. I really liked the premise of it, but that guy broke up with me, so now we don't do it anymore. Oh. I told you about this when we were on that show. Oh, I was okay, telling so- you about it and then you texted me being like I'm shook. Like you were like the next day. 
Oh, because you were like, I couldn't stop thinking about what you said, and I'm terrified. Oh, I didn't realize that was your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, that oh, I was so doing sorry. it with. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put all the pieces together. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh my god, I'm sorry. We don't have to talk about any of that either. But like, um, that's fine. It was very funny that oh. you were so disturbed by what I said. No, because okay, so uh, t- for the listeners, you, Gabby, and I met at uh, at some comedy show that we yeah. both no two different comedy shows Allison Raskin right yeah performed was, at performed at one with, and one who's that my I, comedy partner who's your comedy partner uh, on Just Between Us mm-hmm. right and then and the other one was Melinda Hill's show and then the Melinda Hill show you and I performed on that one yeah so while we we're while Gabby and I were waiting to perform and I was completely nervous and I was like why do I sign up for this like and then later I, uh, like weeks later I got asked to like perform on like this is so random to perform on Andy Dick's comedy show oh and I canceled I was like you know what I don't like how this feels it doesn't help my life I'm not trying to go towards this I'm not a stand up I know and I can't deal with the fear that I'm filled with on the day of performing yeah I don't want that so I said no yeah I feel similarly yeah it's too scary it's too scary but I keep doing it I keep doing it but I hate it but so you're you're an actress podcaster yeah story storyteller storyteller a journalist yeah a comedian kinda yeah Oh, you have just like I'm just like you do so many things that, yeah. fall, that kind of fall under the same umbrella. So it's I can, all writing. I can, re- I can relate it's all to you. Writing. Yeah, that's what I think of it as. Well, while Gabby and I were getting ready to go up and perform on Melinda Hill's show, mm-hmm. and we didn't know what order we were in, so it was like a craft. We're like, is are chaotic, you next? It's yeah. very chaotic. Like, ah, what's going on? What are we going to say? I didn't know what I was going to say. Gabby had it fucking in the bag and all taken care of or whatever. So we're waiting to get, to get called, and we start having this like conversation about how you just got out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And you said the reason I was so shook and texted you the next day, well, because it was nice to meet you, and I did want to like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, it was nice meeting you. But also, but you said like it was so serious how you delivered it, and it, like terrified me. You're like, you're like, someone can leave you at any time, or something, or something. <laughs> you're like, you can be abandoned at any moment. Yeah. And that's the most terrifying thing. And I was like, ah! ah! And then I said it so flippantly because yeah. I've been like in such a dark crystal that I was like saying things like very flippantly. And then I didn't even realize. I mean, I could. I was like, did I say that? Probably. And then you were just like, I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about this and I'm so scared. Yeah, because I was like, I hadn't been dating for like, I had not been dating for about five months not having sex, not flirting, and then I was like, well, that's boring. I, now I've proven to myself that I can be alone, I'm grounded in myself, and I need nothing from no one, and blah, blah, blah. But I like flirting, and I love people, mm-hmm. and uh, now I can revisit that, and then I've since been dating. But uh, but that was, I think that was before I actually like met somebody that I started dating. Mm-hmm. And just like sitting in that, being like, yeah, things can be going great, or not great. You never, but like, you don't own anybody. And there's no guarantee. Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to kind of be okay with someone just leaving at any time, which I like wasn't, but like not either. But it's like within their like, it's so weird how I've been talking about it where it's like within their rights. Like, yeah, people are like, oh, my God, that's so fucked up what he did. And I'm like, within their rights. But I'm like, it's within their rights to leave. Like anyone can dump you at any point. Like if anyone like they're not obligated to stay with you. Yeah, I've experienced It's within their rights to leave. And I'm the person who got left. And I'm still like, I guess it was within his rights. Well, that's actually a nice way to deal with it. You're not like shit talking or saying anything horrible Um, or lashing out, at least on this podcast. I mean, that I know. No, I mean, I'm upset about how he went about it, but I can't even. I was just like more. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm still kind of in a phase of like, like not wanting him back because I think that's that's over with but i don't know i don't know we just got coffee on saturday so you did wait how long were you in the relationship for two years two years and then i mean i will ask you questions you don't have to answer anything it's okay. why did you what was the reason if you thought everything was fine and then all of a sudden this comes out of the blue what the fuck happened i do not know i mean i i don't know there's different like avenues you can go down maybe like there's part of it that like i was more successful than him and so that was like something that he wanted to find himself or figure out who he was in his own career. I think he was a more private person than I was. And he didn't like the way that I like would talk about sex sex stuff. Yeah. I run into that too. And I hate that. It makes me really irritated. Yeah. And then like, or, um, I have an itch. Um, she has an itch, you guys. Sorry, Can you fucking sorry, relax? Sorry. Give her her space and let her take a moment. <laughs> she needs to scratch her itch. Thank you. Or like, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he 
there's I'm a I'm a lot not that I'm a lot to deal with, but I certainly like I present okay, here's the thing. I present myself as I am. I'm like this open, flirtatious, polyamorous person who's like very fun and I have all these fun activities that I do and everything's like very cool. And people are like, I love that. And they love it for like a while, Thank a you. year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then they go, but are you really this way? Maybe you're not. And then I go, no, I've been this person the whole time. And then they go, hmm, we, I, weird. And then they like are out. But like it's tourism. It's just like I'm a cool vacay, but I'm not like where you live. I completely know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was just talking about this with my mom and my friend, and <laughs> maybe this is a variation on what you're saying, but as a girl who is very flirtatious, mm-hmm. dated a lot, no bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm an open book. And men, because I'm heterosexual, I date men. I'm sorry. Men, I know. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, God. Not all men. Okay. Sorry, guys. Um, The good ones. Okay. So it's funny because men flock to me because of that they like yeah they, my mom said this to me i thought it was really smart she goes lexi they they flock to your light and then they want to put a lampshade over it oh exactly they're like exactly sh- shine stealers where it's like okay so you you like me and like i'm an, and like you've seen all the stuff i put out there and it is all out there and not hiding but then like why what do you upset like you want to come towards me and you like it but then you want to like dissect it or analyze or or extinguish it because they don't want someone else to see it and then get mad also because like what other people think of you or you're like right it's like a threat it's like really bizarre all of a sudden it's like about them too where like now now they're part of the story and they don't like that they liked hearing the story but they don't like being talked about like it's very i don't know and they want to control it or they want to be like no no no, i'm cool i'm cool but dude you're not cool but you're not cool yeah and so what do you do in a situation like that because lots of women well so my therapist was saying that I, she, her whole thing is that I'm a teacher and I'm dating students and that I need to date other teachers. Where are they? I, I've met, I've met a couple. Like I've had like better, now that I like know that I've had better experiences where like, I can't, like I can't date the person who goes, oh, I'm interested in polyamory. I have to date the person who's like, I've been polyamorous for five years. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't be like, but what I was attracted to was like, oh, I'll teach you or like, oh, I'll be the most exciting thing that's ever happened to you Uh, or I'll change you or whatever it is. And I just can't go there. I have to like go and date the people who are like on my level already. Do you find yourself changing for them at all a little bit or like little things and then you get mad and resent yourself and go, oh, sure. Like not doing certain tweets because their mom would get mad. Or like not doing, not, or like changing Instagram captions because they don't want their, like, I don't know, they don't want their family to, whatever it is, like, and it's like my art and my brand and like my writing and my whatever. And then, you know, uh, then it's like, well, they don't want to have to deal with like their family about me. And I'm like, you signed up to be here. Like. Yeah. And it's like, you have nothing to apologize for. No. Gabby. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, and, and so. Is the point, like, because I've, I've been in situations like this, and sometimes I go, oh, I'm going to tell them, like, why I'm, like, right or why I'm allowed yeah. or why they're wrong, and I get real mad. I'm like, I'm being judged, and I didn't do anything wrong. Why am I being judged? I'm just being me, and if you just accept oh, me, yeah. I thought you Oh, yeah, and then it's also like, oh, I'm allowed to do this? I like, know. I'm allowed? Yeah, and then I'm phrasing like that, too, because I have this, which yeah. is horrible, and I see that. But then and it's like, like, what's compromise? Like, what falls under compromise and what falls under um, being shut down? And yeah, And I... I wonder, like, let's say you're getting out of a relationship where that's happening to you. Like, any woman who's listening or any person who's listening who's, like, strong, has a big, bold personality, is doing a lot of things, and then runs into, like, partial acceptance, but then, like, maybe the person who's accepting or judging doesn't even realize that they... Some people don't even know. They don't mm-hmm. even know what their behavior is. It's like asleep at the wheel. Or they're not completely conscious. So I get worked up where I go, well, I've got to let them know, like, what they're doing wrong and how they're trying to stifle me and how they're judging me and mm-hmm. how, like, they're being controlling or all this stuff. And then I go, but why do I have to do that? I don't. I just walk away. I'm like burping into the thing. <laughs> you just walk away? <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, why do I have to explain to them what I feel they're doing to me? Well, Shouldn't I just walk away? Because they can't hear me anyway. Like a person can't hear you because they'll be like, oh, now she's just defensive. Then you get labeled as defensive. If yeah, you like- or it's like, yeah, or like stubborn or not willing to compromise. But there's also a lot of like, I think it's tough. I don't want to date people anymore who I have to explain stuff to. Like a a real like sad 
thing about dating men sometimes, most in my experience, Tell me. most times, is that you end up in arguments where they're arguing their side and their side is like incidental to them and you're arguing your side and your side is like your basic humanity. <laughs> oh, like go deeper into that. Like you're arguing like to them it's a hypothetical or it's like well, hypothetically, this movie that had a rape scene in it, I thought it was artistic, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, I I don't think it was necessary. And I felt like it was a very, like, male – this is just an example. I felt it was a very, like, male gaze and, like, unnecessarily gratuitous rape scene. Well, but as a filmmaker, then like, the woman character is, is represents, well, I don't – and then you're like, well, I don't feel that female characters should be objects. And then it's, like, this whole thing. And they think that they're just arguing about a movie. And in my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this person doesn't see me as a person. This person doesn't see me as a person. I'm, like – and I so then you clock that and you're like and, and it's just kind of this weird thing where like a lot of times with arguments you're like oh I'm, I, I don't want to date people anymore who I have to explain like basic humanity or like why is this racist or why is this sexist like I don't want to answer that question anymore like you want to come me? into this with me like already knowing that like we're already on the same level yeah yeah and you're so right and I have so many like we have a mutual friend I feel like oh Steve Bazelon mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, he's like a friend of mine, and I feel like when I talk to him, it's like, oh, he seems woke. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I think so He's been through a lot. He's been through I a think. lot. But he's been a guest on this podcast, and he's a friend of mine, and he has to deal with my, like, uh, when I'm frustrated about dating stuff mm-hmm. or things that I run into. And he just seems, like, pretty with it and open. And, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. And so it's like, I don't know why I'm giving him. I'm giving him a very specific shout-out today just because yeah, I Yeah, but like, I... Uh, you're like, I hate him. No, <laughs> no, no not at kidding. all. I'm just kidding. I... No. Not to go into it too much, but I think I freak him out sometimes, too. Oh, with God. my... Like, I'll, like, say stuff, and he's like, whoa. What but you, not in a bad way. What do you way. say? I want to hear these whoa things. That's exciting. And not it, in a bad way. Just, like, I... You know, I... I tend to... I tend to have open relationships. I don't even, I really don't know like what is shocking anymore. Oh yeah, tell me. Like well, I'll be like, oh I have, like most of my relationships are open relationships. Like we sleep with other people or we sleep with other people together or whatever it is. And like that to me is so normal and like normalized. But then like if I say that sometimes in front of the wrong audience, people are like, what? what? Like oh, they've they never take, heard of such a thing. Well, they take it personally and it's like, okay, that's cool. So then you do your monogamous thing if that's what works for you and let her do her thing. Fuck, you know what I mean? Not let, I think it is based in fear. It is like, wait a minute. It's almost like, wait a minute. Like an invasion of the body snatchers. Like yeah. this person that I know is doing this thing that I'm not doing, but I could be doing it because I know her and she's normal. Like, when you think of, like, swingers, right? You're like, oh... The movie swingers or swingers? (laughs) No, the swingers of the diner. Uh, No, when you you think of, like, a swinger, right? You're like, oh, these... You picture, like, old people putting their keys in a bowl or whatever. Yeah, greasy mustaches. Right, but then when you go, oh, wait, like... This girl that I know that is normal that I've, like, seen eat lunch and, like, is, like, you know, drives a car or whatever it is. Like, all of a sudden, she's this way. They're, like, they can't deal with it. Like, they're, like, I- I'm – because then they're, like, but then could I be this way? Like, it's almost this weird, like – Or, like, is my partner – could my partner that I think yeah. I'm an anonymous thing with be this way as well? And, yeah. And a woman, too. It's, like, very threatening that it's, like, a strong woman who's, like – Making, yeah, I think they it just is. can't like, and I talk about it very matter factly, and people are just like, "I what?" Like, bro, open that up for me and my audience. Like, okay, so uh, all two of them, they all, they both, <laughs> they both want to know because they are sitting in a room together listening to this on their computer, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> I love that that both of your fans are listening together. on the computer well, together. They, they met online. One person flew over from New York because they're from New York, and like came over to LA because you know I'm bi coastal. That's so sweet. <laughs> I have a bi coastal audience. It's pretty cool. Um, so open up what your sexuality is like. Tell, explain to me because it's like our, our date thing happening, our hang sesh. Oh, I'm sure. I'm getting to know you. We're so polyamorous. Yeah. Queer, polyamorous, bisexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what Wikipedia said. <laughs> but, but let's fucking go deeper. Like, like, you know, educate me on you. My Wikipedia page is so intense. It's who writes it. It's so intense. Yeah, I need one. Will somebody please write my Wikipedia page? Or yeah. is that dangerous? Should I not ask? The they, pe- they know a lot. And I'm very sh- shocked all the time by what they know. I um, couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God. How am I going to navigate this? this they know crazy. my, like, high school that I went to. It's very intense. Okay. Um, so but yeah, uh, your so sexuality. I, I, tend, I tend to date. I mean, everyone's different. Um, I tend to date a primary person and then I'll have like different people cycling in and out. So I've like had a primary partner and then also like seriously quote unquote dated other people. 
um, during that or, you know, then or it'll be like a primary partner and then either I just hook up with other people or we hook up with other people together or there was one instance where I was dating someone and he and I had the same girlfriend. We were both dating the same girl. Wow. And that was your ex-boyfriend or no? Uh, I don't know if the person would want me to say you know, who never they mind. are. Yeah. But, but in your last relationship, was it just you or was it an open thing? No, it was open. It was open. He yeah. And then, um, like most of my relationships have been open. One in New York wasn't. And then one in New York was kind of, but the other guy was like so scared and never took advantage of it. But I would always be like, you should do this. And he'd be like, I know. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I would always like, I remember he was like out with a girl and he went out and and they were like dancing. And then he like left her on the dance floor and came outside and called me and was like, I'm scared. Oh, because he was like scared to like make out with a different girl. And I was like, go back in there right now. Oh my God. But maybe he just didn't, but he just didn't want to or he felt like uncomfortable. He liked her, but he was like scared. Because he just felt He was inclined. like, something's wrong. Like, this isn't right. He's a monogamous he's, person. He's a monogamous person. Yeah, he's a monogamous person. Yeah. And I was like, get your ass back in there oh and make a move God. on that girl. You, what are you doing? You bossy woman. He's <laughs> he's fine. He's like, yeah. he's great now. Yeah. And he writes about me all the time, which is lovely. Um, oh, wow. And um, who's this guy? Josh Gondelman. He's a he's an Emmy winner. <laughs> what? I can't believe he works on Last Week Tonight. He's great. He's oh, wow. super great. Um, oh my god! So but part- we both write about each other all the time. He oh. just sent me an essay that he wrote about me. Oh my god! Yeah. How long ago did you guys date? Or is it? I mean, none of my- we broke up in like 2011, I think. Now you're still just friends or whatever. Or 2012. Yeah, yeah, we're good friends. Yeah. When did you realize that you were like uh, bisexual? queer polyamorous like when did this all come to be it was at different times i mean i knew i didn't really know the word for i knew that i was like bisexual i think when i was like 12 or something but i was like just table it like don't just (laughs) come back to this later uh and then i like came out to people i came out to people slowly like in eighth grade a little bit and then i came and then like two friends but it was like not whatever and then i oh god what was that like in eighth grade that's yeah it was 14 13 or like 10th grade maybe like well one of well Oh, it's such a sad story. There was a girl I liked in 10th grade and I and she and I like actually made out and then I was like super into her and then I like told and then I didn't want to tell anyone and then she told one of her friends and then her friend came up to me in in the hallway and was like, I heard about you and this girl. And I was like, no. And I got scared. And then she was like, well, do you want to be my girlfriend or not? And I like really did want to be her girlfriend, but I was like too scared to come out. So I was like, no. Oh, fuck. I know. So I ruined it. But I was, like, obsessed with her. And what happened? Did you hurt her feelings? Yeah. Well, oh she God. started dating a guy and then just, like, and then, yeah. And now it's, it's that's all she wrote. Oh, my God. I know. That was in 10th grade? Yeah. She was a year older. So you came out before that in 8th grade? I mean, no. no. I, I Not Later. to any, like, to two friends. Yeah. Like, not even anything. And, like, Jeez. and then, like. Ugh. Thank God we're not teenagers anymore. It's I the, know. It's the it worst. was super heartbreaking. Um. And and then uh, and then like yeah she like lives in New York and is a photographer and is like just cool and great. Um, but I like I I, I uh, yeah everyone's like every time I tell that story they're like go find her <laughs> yeah go find that's, yeah it's um, her big third act I know <laughs> like, yeah but then. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's my moonlight. Um, yeah. But then... Uh, oh, it is your moonlight. God, that's a perfect third act. Yeah, it's I a know. spoiler alert. Nobody knows what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, they don't? Okay, I mean, good. I don't Just the uh, Oscar winner. Oh, no. no, no, no. I mean, like... Uh, Go watch it on they, Amazon. They've already but, um, seen it. But then... Uh, yeah, so... I mean, we're I, being vague enough. I'm yes, not saying we're they're being not, I'm not, not saying they're interest, not interested yeah. in the movie. We're all interested in that movie. I love the movie. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. We're you being not vague enough it. with the spoilers. Yes, yes. But then, um, but then in college, I, like, came out more and then, uh, like, told my sister and my parents and stuff. And then now it's, like, so casual with my parents where, like, my mom was, like, uh... Do you think my mom, like in September, was like, Do you think you'll be monogamous if you get married? And I was like, No. And she was like, ah. Okay. Ah. <laughs> like, she just was like, Sure, fine. Um, Is but, she still with your dad? Yeah. But, uh, and then they, and then I, the polyamory stuff, like, I didn't know, I didn't have a word for it. I didn't know what it was, but I uh, told, I like had boyfriends in college who I would say, I would tell them, like, You can do whatever you want, just don't lie to me. Or like, and they were they. Every everyone thinks that's a trick. Oh my god, that is a trick from me. If it were me, and I'm talking to a guy I'm dating, which is something I did not that long ago when I was like being squirmy and bizarre and just being like confusing mm-hmm. and to start drama because I wasn't being honest about my feelings. I was like, you know what? Um, we don't have to be boyfriend and girlfriend. I just uh, I, I don't want you to feel stifled. Just do whatever you want. 
And then he was like, uh, but what? if we were boy, like it was people that we were boyfriend and girlfriend, and I would be like, yeah, we're together. But like, if you want to hook up with other people, that's fine. I don't care. Just don't lie to me about what you're doing. I meant that too. We were boyfriend and girlfriend <laughs> also. But I was like, I was like, just trying to get rid of the label immediately, and then be like, do what you feel or something. Or yeah, or like, that's just why do- they think it's a trick. I know because a girl's you're like ruining me. it. I'm yeah. ruining it with my confusing, weird like, past progressive. It's not a trick. Like, just don't lie. And then they'll be like, so what I should do is lie. And I'm like, no, but okay. But I didn't have a word for it. And then, like, later after college, I met um, comedian Mike Kaplan. And he's polyamorous. And he talks about it a lot. Yeah, and he talks about it a lot. And then I, that's when I, like, learned the word for it. Yeah, it's nice to have kind of, is it nice? It is nice to have labels, is it? And like a role model to be like, oh, this is a way of being that like I could be. And there are other people, it's like you get permission. Nothing you need permission, but you get like, you feel less alone. Oh, you feel validated. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I never, um, like, like sexual fidelity never really mattered to me at all. I only really cared about like emotional fidelity. Oh wow! Like it was How never. How do you manage that though? What do you? It's, it seems like very like. It just doesn't like I like it just doesn't. I don't know. It's like how I'm built. I guess it just like doesn't bother me that much. Other than like if I feel like the person is emotional. Like if they, I feel like they're choosing that person like over me emotionally. How do you manage the two? Because okay, listen, I would be in. You know, I'm. I'm not like when I'm single, I feel mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm in an open relationship with the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, and then, and then when I'm boyfriend and girlfriend with somebody, I'm, I'm like, well, I, I like you enough to slow down, stop with you. And, and it's like, I can't believe I found somebody who made me want to stop being in an open relationship with the world. Yeah. I and, mean, it depends on, I, yeah, it depends on like if you're, you know, like I'm seeing someone now who is great and a lot of what, is similar about us is that like we we both like having adventures together oh that's awesome so we'll like go off and do so like because it's like the honeymoon phase and we're like so into each other we'll like go off and do stuff together um and then so it hasn't come up really yet oh that's not true i i've hooked up with people but it comes it it hasn't come up really yet that i've like wanted to spend time with someone else that isn't him or anything like that but i mean i'm talking about like going back to like i don't know how because it's like if you don't care if somebody else has sex with somebody else mm-hmm. or makes out with somebody else and you care more about like the emotional mm-hmm. connection or fidelity and stuff like that. I've noticed that like when I've been single and I've been dating more than one person, it's like I have my emotional connection with one person and then I have a totally different mm-hmm. – like I have an uh, emotional co- connection with another person and they're completely separate. Like one, So if, if, if one person on, over here were to get jealous of my other relationship, I'd be like, but I'm not over here uh, – uh, talking shit about you or thinking right, or judging exactly. you. I'm having my specific thing with this person and then I have my specific, specific thing and with you. And you're getting different things from that. And, and emotionally. So it's like weird. So how would you even like, if that matters to you, I'm just asking to learn about it. Like, but how would you, uh, like, give me an example of what would happen where you'd be like, I've been emotionally cheated on. Because that's so, it's so specific and it's so interesting, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I think like one time I got upset because of, someone driving someone else to the airport oh man that is oh god you know what i mean that was the most clear way of being like right. who the fuck i can't believe you it drove them to the airport i don't even like, take people i'm in love with to the airport serious yeah what the fuck or like choosing or like if i'm like hey i i want to see you right now and they're like oh well i'm like gonna go hang out with this person instead oh, but being chosen what if that's driven by sex though no that's rude they should emotionally go with yeah their heart head for, uh, yeah heart head first yeah i mean it's it's um it's tough because it's really like case by case and there have been like sexual things that that have kind of been also emotional like not want like you know like you say like hey wear a condom with other people oh, or like hey yeah. like don't you know don't do this specific thing with this person. Don't have anal sex with that person. Yeah, don't have anal have sex. Yeah, right. like that kind of thing. Like, I'm, don't I, do that or yeah. don't, like, come inside them because, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. like, can, just come elsewhere. Yeah. Because that's, like, an us thing or whatever yeah. it is. Like, you have to really get, that's like, an very... us thing, yeah. You have to get, like, very specific about it weirdly. Yeah. And then, and, like, so that's what I like about polyamory is that there's so much communication. Oh, is my that God. you have to just be so specific and talk about everything. Because, like, I see a lot of monogamous couples who are, like, well, I'm mad because he liked a bunch of Instagrams of this girl. And I'm like, okay, but, like, that's have like you ever me. talked about it? Have you ever, like, said that that's not, like, have you ever laid out rules being like, okay, well, I would prefer you not 
like these this other person's. But like with polyamory, you kind of like really have to. Like we would go through like when I was dating this other girl, it was like, and I was with my boyfriend, and I had a, a girlfriend for a little bit. It was like a whole thing of like, am I allowed to post photos with her? Can I not post photos with her? And you wow. have to like talk about everything like so specifically. I remember one time being furious internally that a guy that I was madly in love with, he was like liking all these photos and not mm-hmm. just, and they were like tawdry, tawdry photos oh, of other yeah. girls. And I was pissed because yeah. it's like, cause I know that a lot of relationships do start via Instagram, Instagram flirtations. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you see some guy liking a bunch of your super sexy selfies mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck, you you're know, you're like that guy's down you're like clown. Yeah. It's like, if I, if I, I get those, my Instagram, I'm like, Oh, well, that dude is totally flirting with me. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. And like, and then you're like, I expect a DM uh, probably tomorrow. And then you get one. I don't know. It's like some kind of thing. Oh, one of the funniest things was, uh, I, I put it, I went to a Dolly Parton concert and I posted oh, a photo of myself uh, in like a cowgirl outfit. Cause I'm from Florida. I own cowboy boots. Like it's not a big deal. I'm oh my God. Very, <laughs> very trash. Uh, so I was wearing like this little like bandana crop top and jeans and like a, a cowboy boots. I've never had a reaction on Instagram like I had to that. Like men were like texting me. Like it was oh, like crazy. My God. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like I've posted photos like. Not in my underwear, but like shirt and underwear, you know? Like I post like sexier photos, but men were like cowgirl outfit. What is up? Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I've really tapped into something. <laughs> like, what is this? Everyone went ape shit over this cowgirl outfit. I mean, I feel like sometimes if you want the attention from the right person, there's a way to like manipulate that probably where it's like, post this photo of an album or post yeah. me in this kind of or like I the, could or, not believe that a, they were so into it. Oh my god. I was god. like, what are these LA men? Like, what if well, they're just like hoping for that country girl? Like, is that what they're looking for? I guess so. It was it caused a ruckus. Oh, good. Oh, I love that word. Um, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I did. I, I, I got furious at this guy that I was like madly in, you know, mm-hmm. lust or love with or whatever. And I was like, hey, um, I, I, I was so scared to bring it up with him because I went, I'm going to look mental. But all mm-hmm. my girlfriends and all my fucking girlfriends, we are, you know, we can multitask. We are, uh, we could, we can do it all. I'm like, they all know who their crushes or boyfriends or whatever are liking. It's all out there in the open for you to see. It's all there. You yeah. Don't, you, don't, you don't have to go far. But to talk about it, I was like, oh, my God, I can't bring it up. But I have no filter. And at one moment I said to him, I went, and I see that you're liking blah, 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 this girl and this. And I saw that you liked all these photos. And he thought I was fucking insane. And, I mean... When somebody says, calm down, or you're acting crazy, or blah, blah, it's like, all right, I lost. You know, I'm, I'm not, no, trying, I'm not trying to also, win, but it's like... If someone says that to you, they're covering for their own behavior. I mean, are they? Because I, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I think it's time- like, that's t- not taking responsibility. If they say you're acting crazy or calm down, it's like, well, what did you do? Like, a lot of times when someone's like... Or engage in the conversation yeah. with me. Meet me in the middle. If I'm saying this, it's like... Yeah, I don't know. A lot of times it's just deflecting. In certain situations, it is deflecting their own responsibility. But I also think men don't think about it that much. I think you're you're just hitting like. Like you're just like scroll, scroll, like, 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 and you're not even thinking about what you're Until you are. Until (laughs) you are. Yeah, that's true. I know. And I actually. Or like, well, that's the thing about polyamory too is like you're supposed to, like, what never made sense to me about monogamy is you're Mm -hmm. supposed to pretend like once you're together, that person never has a sexual thought about another person ever again. Like that's what you're supposed to pretend. Like we're all just complicit in this lie. Like that's like. Stop talking about me. (laughs) I'm just saying that like if you, if, if someone like, if someone likes, if some guy you're with likes the photo of another girl, it's like, Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, if that person's going to leave you, they're going to leave you whether they are allowed to sleep with that person or not. Oh, yeah. It all comes back to that vicious thing you told me. That cold-hearted. They're going to, like, a person's going to leave you, like, like, they would have left regardless. And I never never want to be... A lot of times it diffuses. Like if you go, yeah, do whatever you want, then they're like, well, now oh. I don't want to fuck this person because it's like allowed. So that's boring. Oh, yeah. You're so right. I know. So like that. I just never want to – like if you don't – like I don't want to keep anyone from doing anything. If I'm with you and you want to sleep with this person, like have fun. If you don't want to, that's on you. Like it's all on you. Like I – you're not going to be able to come back to me and be like, I didn't do it because of you. Yeah, I just, don't care. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Take responsibility for your own shit. I'm like, try, I'm, I just said, that's so beautiful, but my, fa- <laughs> my facial expression is so quizzical and confused, being like, would I ever be able to do that? Probably not. But I also feel like I'm so evolved, but like I'm the most evolved, like old-timey traditional monogamist <laughs> in the future, kind of, but not really. But even, I think, I think, but I say this all the time, is that I think 
people have an idea that polyamory is just like go out and do whatever you want all the time and it's really not and i think also like yeah even there are ish, there are elements of non-monogamy even in being able to be like i see this guy liking these photos and that's fine yeah like that or like oh did you like do you like some being able to be like do you like that girl at your office and him go yes yeah, she's cute and you go okay like, rather than him having Ugh. to be like, no, of course not. Why are we all lying to each other? I like it's it. It's just <laughs> lies. <laughs> I know. Actually, I'm, I had an argument like, with like a friend of mine about that. He's like, well, why couldn't I just say, you know, I can acknowledge somebody else is pretty. And I went, must you? And he's like, <laughs> he's not even my boyfriend. He's just a guy friend of mine. And I'm like, hey. And this hypothetical thing. If, he's like, if we were dating and I said that, that'd be no big deal, right? Because you trust in, in our relationship. Yeah, and I was, And I was like, how dare you but I disrespect think, me like that in our hypothetical night? <laughs> but I think people don't – I think people allow themselves to have complex inner lives and don't give the same – um, partner. They don't give the same respect to the partner. Like – I know that I can be like, this person is attractive, but I'm not going to fucking leave who I'm with for this person. Like, obviously, there's like so much more to it. Yeah. And, but so you're like able to have multiple feelings at once because you believe yourself to be the protagonist of your story with complex inner life. And then you can't and then. But everyone else is a 2D rom-com character where you're like, you better not think two things at once. You're only allowed to think one thing at yeah. once. And that thing is me. I got to stop watching uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I think it's <laughs> ruining my life. <laughs> but it's the. That makes me feel cozy. And this, like, sexual fidelity, this, like, thing about, like, this premium that we place on sexual fidelity over, like, talking to each other is so freaking weird to me. Like, as long as, like, things being like, oh, your relationship is okay as long as nobody's sleeping with other people. It's like, no, your relationship is falling apart. Oh, wow. You know? Why is that the nail in the coffin? Why is that the death knell? Why is that the thing nobody can come back from? Not, like, lying or... You know, well, what I don't like is if t- I feel like oh, do whatever anybody, everybody just do whatever you want to do as long as the people involved are on the same page. That's, right. That's that's what I'm saying. That's why I like exactly. when you're talking about communication and blah, blah, and like laying it all out. And like people don't overall, people don't, people don't like communicating in all facets of life. Not necessarily, not even just relationships. Oh, people and sex. would be happy to be married to each other and never talk about anything ever again. Never. Do- people don't like communicating and they're not good at it. Yeah. And, you know, there's ego and reactivity and uh, control and fear and all these like fucking things that come into play and it's like i don't know it's just it's difficult it requires a lot yeah and if you think that if your person sleeps with someone else that is an indictment on you or it's going to mean something about you that's in your own that's something you have to work out with yourself and also if it's indicative of something else if you are not like i've been in relationships that were monogamous because i was not secure like I was I dated a guy in New York who we were monogamous because I was never sure that he liked me. And that's a problem in the relationship. That's not a problem with monogamy or polyamory. Like that's that's not a relationship I should have been in because yeah. I that guy did not like me. And so like you you can't just be like, well, as long as we're monogamous, I'll keep him and we're together. Like that's a false premise. Like you're yeah. just like you're just avoiding another problem in the relationship, which is that he doesn't like you by like putting premium on something else. Yeah. Are you dating anybody now? Yeah, there's the one. Uh, there's a guy who's very similar to me that I. Oh. I mean, I'm like Did out you just and point about. Do I know? You're out no, I bad. said earlier. I said earlier that I was oh, like the guy from 2011. No, 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 no. That oh. I that I was like having adventures with this. Oh. That I'm like in this like honeymoon phase with this oh. person who we're like going out doing stuff together. Well, that's fun. Yeah, it's very fun. It's like the first time I've dated someone who's similar to me. A guy or a girl? A guy. A guy. Yeah. What do you notice? I mean, it's probably such a clunky question, but are there like grandiose like things you notice uh, that you run into more when you're with men versus when you're with women? Or is it just case by case, person by person? It is case by case. Um, I think men are sometimes you don't want to like sometimes you don't want to. Well, I'll say this. So when I when I uh, became single and I was like try and I was like on a tear. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm on a tear. And I was like, every dude that I'd even, like, every friend of mine, guy, that I've, like, had, like, any sort of, like, flirtation with, all I had to, like, it was so easy. All I had to do was be like, hey, what's up? Would you ever want to fuck? And they were like, yes. Oh. But every girl was like, was like, I don't know. Like, here's how I feel today. But, like, tomorrow I could feel this. Ah. Like, it's like this weird, like, the moon is in Jupiter. So, like, it's really, do you know what I mean? Like, Every girl was like this complicated ass fucking thing. Oh my god! And every dude was like, "Be there in 20. Like, and that's like, <laughs> yeah. And like, it 
it's like I like I love women. Like I, it's like great, and uh, and like I, they're in a lot of ways a lot easier to date long term. Why? They just like you're not explaining as much. Like they just get it, and they get why you need like they they have. I mean, truth, they have like. Uh, all the hair products and stuff that you want or they have like the you know like yeah. they're just not explaining why you need stuff and like they're but also like you're not explaining like your feelings as much like if you're like I don't really want to go I don't really want to go or like I don't really want to go see this musician because of the of their they have like misogynistic whatever it is like a lot of times like it's just easier like they just get stuff and you don't have to like I've spent less time explaining my humanity to them your humanity uh, yeah, but it. then like but then, yeah, but then, like, it is, there are things that, like, it's hard for women to articulate or, like, explain. So, like, a lot, and, like, you have to kind of catch them at, like, a time. So, I don't know. Also, it's, like, weird because with female friends, it's such a, it's such a weird thing where, like, a lot of, a lot of times in the queer community, at least, like, women will, like, hook up and date and it's, like, very interchangeable and fluid and, like, my, you know, your ex starts dating someone else in your friend group and it's, like, very... And, like, straight people, it's just, like... And then you break up and you never see that person again. Yeah, I don't like that. And in the queer community, it's, like, I'm gonna go to a party and see 12 people I've made out with probably... You know what I mean? Like, so you kind of have to take that into account, too, of, like, okay, well, if you sleep with this person, just know that, like, in two weeks, they're gonna be, like, dating your best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even, like, one of my best friends, her long-term girlfriend who they were together for a long time like i don't know like a month before they got together i like made out with her like and that's like completely normal but in like the straight world i think that would be considered like oh i could never date them you made out with you know what i mean oh god yeah so it's or like that's this a big very, issue yeah. or that becomes like oh you did what yeah oh you didn't tell or or wait you let me talk to that person and like mm-hmm. i didn't know that you slept together and right. now i'm a fool and like made to feel like a chump so or it, but like in the queer community you just assume that that's the case yeah and so it's like this different and also, I like my female friends more, so, like, I'd be sadder to lose them over some kind of sexual situation, whereas, like, with these dudes, I was like, whatever. No, like, God, you're like, get out of here. Have fun or don't. I don't care. Like, oh, my God. Well, Jesus. I what? Even, how do we get into uh, – I feel like I could talk about this for hours, and I'm like, should I talk about your uh, your your money uh, – We can. Pod? You don't have to. I mean, you're, like – Isn't your podcast about, like – it love? Is, it is always about love. and It's like, uh, you know, it's a mishmash. It's a, we go all over the place. We go on a tangential crazy journey. Um, but, I mean, what are you primarily focused on now? Like, what's your thing that you're most excited about? Because you do so many things. Like, looking at that overwhelming Wikipedia page, I was like, holy shit. Like, of course you're leaving. Yeah. Le- of course you're leaving your house and need an outfit to go from day to night. Because you're like, <laughs> you got all these uh, errands to run and things to do and podcasts to be on and yeah. videos to make. So it's like... so. Just between us, how did that happen? What is that? How did Allison Raskin come into into your life? (laughs) I like to say that we met when we were molecules in the Big Bang together, but she doesn't like that romantic retelling of our relationship. Oh, my goodness. And, like, we were soulmates, like, when we were, you know, specks of dust, and she's like, I can't handle it. Oh, Jesus. uh, But, yeah, she's uh, she's a very pragmatic person. But uh, we met doing stand-up, and then I had just moved to L.A., and we – she had done some online video. And I was like, let's do a podcast or a YouTube channel. And she was like, I'll do a YouTube channel. And then we just started doing it. But we, I mean, we had, we had known each other maybe like three months when we started doing the channel. And then we didn't, we didn't realize that it was like we signed up for like a marriage. Like we've been comedy partners for three years. And it's yeah. been like, I mean, it's been a marriage. It's been ups and downs and contracts and joint bank accounts and really? fighting. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we have an LLC together and so like it's just been we had like a lull. We talked about this on the channel where we had like a lull where we were so mad at each other and then we like weren't really being friends and then we like came back and started being friends again and then we had like a fight at Sundance <laughs> where we were crying and then we fell back in love and like When was Sundance? It's like um last year. Yeah. Not this past Sundance, but the one before that. And then, so there was, like, I mean, we never, like, ta- showed on the channel that we were mad at each other. But, like, afterwards we talked about, like, you know, and then we, like, got back together. Like, it was, like, this weird, like, then we, like, got back together and we were back in love. And, like, it's, you know, it's, like, this. What was the major issue? Just getting sick of each other? Or just, like, or um, fundamental crazy issues? or I think we have different working styles. And also we, like, disagree on um, how to do things a lot of times. Like, I think, like. She's very rigid and I'm a little bit more loosey-goosey, but, like, in her way, like, it'll get done. And in my way, it'll, like, be more, like, feelings-y. 
more like relatable, I guess. She, I don't know. She's straight and monogamous. Yeah, yeah. She's straight and monogamous. You're, you're fluid, and, polyamorous, <laughs> and fucking living your gosh darn life. It is yeah. kind of like, and there's like this thing where like her job is so important, but so thankless. Like she does a lot of the organization and a lot of the like minutia and a lot of the work that like makes JBU happen, but she doesn't get a lot of thank you for that. Not just from me, but from like the audience. Like she doesn't, because it's invisible work. Yeah. So she does a lot of that stuff. And then um, I'm just louder. So I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So she does a lot of the work and then I end up doing more like marketing or publicity or, you know. So how often do you guys put out videos? Twice a week. Twice a week. And aren't you writing a book? Didn't you write a book? We wrote a book together. Yeah. During that that time. So that comes out in September. That's done. And what's that called? Just between us? No, it's called I Hate Everyone But You. Um, And it's a young adult novel about two girls that are essentially us and then um based on our our younger selves and then um i'm i can't say more about it but i'm writing a second book right now too by myself really yeah so that's like the big thing is like writing this second book alone and then um that's like that'll be like 2018 that'll come out what's your writing process like what time do you wake up when do you write Oh, I don't God. know, Lexi. It's like such it's a worst. nightmare. It's Ugh. like such a disaster. I don't know. It's all fine. It's all coming together, but it's also like, yeah, I. it's a little bit, it's um a nonfiction book, so it's a little bit more personal. So I have to like, you know, go back and like think about my family and stuff, which then I have to lie down for like 20 minutes. So, I, you know, it's just like a little bit more me focused and intense and like I had the nice balance of working with Allison on the last one and she and I were like together and listening to music while we wrote and like talking and making stuff up and that was like super fun and this is way more isolating so I don't know oh god so it's like sometimes it's annoying to to uh collaborate with someone I love collaboration she hates it but I love she it she does um yeah but then yeah then it's really isolating to write on your own I wonder but, but there are perks and downfalls for I know. both where it's like you can like kind of call the shots more and do everything on your own terms you don't have to like finagle it's like being in a band as opposed to like being a solo artist I imagine would oh of be. course and like I understand like why you know John and Paul fought all the time or like why you know bands break up all I can't believe Daft Punk's still together oh must be because those guys those are wearing helmets, helmets. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Allison and I need to wear helmets so sp- nobody can see each other's facial expressions a little space just a little bit of space just you space know space for yourself <laughs> yeah, so there's like, you know, the, and it's like a sibling relationship. It's very like, you know, I'm we love each other and I'm and we'll like always be friends. I'm sure like there she just wants to do things different. Like her taste and stuff is totally different than mine too. Yeah. The way she writes by herself is totally different than what we would write together or the way that I write by myself. Yeah. And like there's a lot of like one of the best things is when we give notes on like a cut of something, the, her notes will be like at three at at thirty eight seconds in, uh, change the music to this at mm-hmm. one minute and fourteen seconds. It needs to cut from here to here, blah blah blah. And like my notes are like, well, I don't know, like the montage just like isn't evoking the feeling that I want it to evoke. Like, is there a way to like make it like? I want to feel like yeah. like when you drop an ice cream cone. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. and then and then uh, Allison's like, "I'm gonna fucking murder ah. you. Like, I will murder you. I will murder you dead." And then I'm That's like, "Hilarious!" And so it's just kind of this like very different way of doing stuff. Oh my god, that reminds me of like when I was I was talking to the composer for the short film that I made, and I was he was like, "Okay, what kind of uh, sound do you want for the opening sequence?" And I was like, "Okay." Uh, it's like a 16-year-old girl who shops at American Apparel, yeah. and she's on uh, uh, she's on codeine. Okay, so she's it's like she's underwater, and I don't know. So you, something like that, yeah, just something like you know. But some people yeah. really respond to that and love working that way, and like other people that I've worked with, like they'll like really enjoy that yeah. kind of freedom because they're then I say you interpret it, and yeah. I love their interpretation, and then I'm like happy to like work and flow and like what what do you think the shot should be and all these things uh and then sometimes it doesn't come out as good because it is like just a mash of feelings whereas like allison's very precise about stuff yeah and then sometimes people are like well i don't get to you know uh like and and it'll be her stuff is you like or what she's involved in is usually better on a on a technical level just because she has the skills and she went to school for that and she like knows and i don't really have the skills but i also am like 
she values technical perfection and I don't. So it's like a whole fucking thing. Like, I'm like, it's okay if like the hands aren't the same. Like I want this scene. I want I, the scenes don't match. I want it to be the best performance of yeah. like whatever. But then to her, it's like, well, the hands need to match and like, it needs to be a certain way. Like just like different, completely different styles. Well, that's great. That and it's so nice that to we're it. together. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to like come together with it. And that's why sometimes people like having a, uh, you know, a different person direct, somebody writes the movie then they have a different director because right. a different set of eyes and the DP brings a different thing to it right. so it's like you get all these different eyes on it and these different takes and uh, yeah, and I love that's why it. I love collaborating I love working with people because I love being like here's my idea what's your idea let's mash these together let's like I I, I tend to do my I have a lot of different writing like I wrote a movie uh, I wrote a movie with another friend of mine and that we're like working on getting made and that movie is or uh I wrote like 60 pages of it and then handed it to her and was like, what do you think? And then she wrote like 30 more and then handed it back to me. And then I wrote some and then handed it back to her. And then how many more pages do you need? Sounds done. I know. 90 pages is great. From there, from there, it's like uh, the plot came together. Like I just wrote like 60 pages of girls talking. And then she was like, okay, what if this happens? Oh, that sounds great. And then we just like built the movie from that. I want to write a movie like that with one of my friends. It was great. It was super fun. So with all the things that you do, because I know we have to, we got to get you out of here. You got a life to live. You're a fucking badass powerhouse. Oh God. Um, So, uh, I just like to know because how do you how what time do you wake up in the morning? How do you find the structure? Like when you when you're working with Allison, when you're writing a movie with your friend, now that you're writing this other book that we will not talk, go into detail about. Huh. Like uh, you because you have a free you don't have a day job, right? No. You're a freelance person. Yeah, you've made your life from from nothing. You're not not from nothing, but it's like you've yeah. you've made your life out of just everything you put into mm-hmm. it, like out of thin air, and it's incredible. Thank so, you. So so like. You, I feel like for me, I have to structure my life better, right? Because it's all on me. How do you do that? Like, where do you make the time and how do you, how are you an adult and huh. and, and build structure and do you, give us some advice? I, I, oh man, I don't know. Um, Answer just, the goddamn question. I just got a whiteboard. <laughs> you did? So that's really changing everything. Is it really? Should I get one? I don't know. Every, <laughs> everything, I have a, I have an agenda book that I write everything down in, um, I, I eat terribly because mm. I'm running around all the time. Me too. Uh, I mean, it's all a mess. I, I wake up fairly early. What um, time's early? What time's early? Like eight or nine. That's not that early. No, it's no. It's early for me, though. I'm and with then you. I, a lot of times, um, a lot of the structure for Just Between Us is Allison's doing. So I'll show up. I literally just show. She tells, just, she sends me a call sheet, like not a joke. She will send me a call sheet for our channel. Yeah. Um. God bless her. And then I... Well, so I'll do that stuff, and then, like, with writing, I just have to be like, okay, this day I will write. Like, I'll put, you know, in my agenda book, write from this day, time to this time, which sucks because, like, this week I didn't have any inspiration. I didn't I – could, I, I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah. So I would sit and try to write from those hours, but, like, that wasn't when it was hitting me. Do you drink a lot of coffee? Yeah, I do. It's really bad, actually. Do you take small doses of Adderall ever? Uh, no, not since. I'm like, glad you don't. Not since. I mean, I used to do a lot of Adderall in New York, but you not did? so much now. Oh yeah. When everybody is, aren't they? Yeah, but not right now. I haven't. Why? Um, I just don't have access to it. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. I don't know. Good. I I I'm very. Um, I like don't even drink that much anymore because I really just don't have the time to like be hungover. Yeah. Isn't that strange? And like. That's good. But I also, um, yeah, I try to like, I try to like have writing dates with friends. So like, if I want to see, like on Monday, I wanted, I was a friend I hadn't seen in a while, and she just came over, and we both sat across from each other and talked a little bit while we worked on our projects for how many hours? Like two hours. This is, this is a podcast for nice. young writers. Yeah, it was just like nice to see her, and also to have the accountability of like someone is looking at me. I have to be typing. You're so right. I've done yeah. that before. Yeah. So I like to. Some people have to work alone. I like to just have someone come over and sit across from me, and we're both writing together. Yeah, I'll just end up walking around in circles and watching like Vanderpump Rules and being like, "What oh, have I done with my life?" Big time. Oh god, the other day. Oh god, talking about eating shit. Um, I left my house and I was like, I need to get something to eat. Subway was like the closest yep. thing that was open. Went to Subway, watched the guy make a sandwich for me, went right home, threw the sandwich in the trash. Because I was like, this is gnarly. It's disgusting. This, yeah. The sandwich smells bogus and ridiculous. And I mean, I get I get like a meal delivery service. You do? You're living that life. But it's so inexpensive compared to groceries. Postmates? What'd you do? No, no, no. Like oh. a like a Blue ingredient. Apron special? Hello Fresh, I guess is one I get. Hello Fresh? Well, but it's one. like it's like, yeah, it's like one of those. And but that's so like a free less expensive. I know. <laughs> but it's so less expensive than groceries. So I don't know. I try to like 
I, I try to like take take care. My therapist said, because I was like, all I did was rearrange my bedroom and clean, and like I didn't do any writing. I just did it to avoid writing. And, and she you're was not like, at all. Yeah. And she said, and she was like, you have to understand what is part of your process, and if cleaning is part of your process, then that's okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Part of my this process. This is just in just this is just an ad for my therapist who's amazing. I know. Uh, she sounds great. Kirsten Jones, uh please go to her. That's that's secret info you're giving out there. Oh, um, I don't care. She's like a therapist to so many people in this town. Um I see so many people at her office. Part of my process is deciding to date someone, losing myself in that person, yep. and then throwing everything else to the wayside and then a year later when the thing doesn't work out going, I really should have written that thing. Oh, I'll have like I just have periods of mania. Like I'll just be like writing, writing, writing for like three months, and then I'll and then I'll take two months doing nothing. Can you be in a relationship and be creative? I try to. I, I well, I'm helping the guy that I am dating or now. I like he wrote a script, and then I went over it yesterday and like changed things and fixed typos and blah blah blah. That's so nice. I'm like helping him. So I guess so. <laughs> Last question. Okay, so <laughs> when was the breakup, and how how many months ago? The major, November, major, beginning November, of November. November. Oh, it's. It's been four months. Mm-hmm. You're flourishing. I'm okay. You don't. I was on the floor for two of those months. You were. I'm yeah. like. I'm like. You better a bit. I don't know. Oh. I'm like, I'm not, I just want to. Like, I'm like. I was like. Br- yeah. You were I'm like. Yeah. My mom and my aunt flew out. I was on the floor. Oh I could God. not move. I was like. Allison had to take me to the ER. It was like a whole thing. Why the ER? My heart was beating. I was like having a panic attack. Oh, yeah. it was like a whole fucking thing. I went back on meds. It's been like a nightmare. <laughs> and then we just ended on that like. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's nice. Like, I think people see you like, you know, you get you go on Wikipedia, whatever you like, see this person. You're like, wow, they do so much. They're flourishing so much. They're working so much. But like, I did spend two months literally like with my mom, and my aunt, like they came for like a week and I was just like on the floor. So like it and I and I do I'm on meds and like it is just on? like a whole process. I always ask well, my guests. I'm on Zoloft and then I just went lower on the Zoloft and now I'm gonna add a Billify to that. So okay. what what does that do? That's like a mood stabilizer. So it's one thing and then the other thing just stabilizes the thing? I guess so. I don't know either. It just started, so I don't let you know how it goes. I'm very tired, so I wonder if that's part of it or oh. it's psychosomatic. Who can say? Well you seem like Life you have a lot is of- a nightmare. <laughs> Life is a nightmare. But what was the main thing that made you feel better? Was it just time and or what? Anything take like, for people getting over a breakup now or feeling gutted and broken on the floor at their house? Time and fucking people? Oh my god. Well, I don't know. You, you I don't know. know. I love it. That's super honest and real. Yeah. Um well, I mean, man. I hope you don't regret doing this podcast. No, no, not at all. You're a great interviewer. Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, from you. I didn't even get to ask you about your financial podcast, but you know what? It's fine. We'll just plug it. We'll just plug it. Yeah, plug everything right now. Bad With Money on Panoply Network is my podcast. It's about money and finances and feelings. And um, then Just Between Us is YouTube.com slash Just Between Us show. That's my YouTube channel. We just got nominated for a Shorty Award. Um, Thank you for Best YouTube Ensemble. Uh, we will not win, I'm sure, but it's nice to be nominated. Uh, we're up against like Grace Helvig and like Hannah Hart and Mamrie Hart. They're like huge deals. Whatever. And then, uh, and then what else do I have? No disrespect to them. I our love book. The our book comes out. Um, our book comes out September, but you can pre-order it on Barnes and Noble or IndieBound or Amazon. It's called I Hate Everyone But You, and it's going to be real cute. Um, but pre-order it so that our publisher thinks that we are worth publishing. Oh God. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, thanks. Is that any any more stuff? Isn't that enough? No, that's it for now. Are you sure? <laughs> All right. Oh my god, do you regret doing this podcast? You said you didn't. No, I believe do you, you ask everyone at the end if they regret doing this. I podcast? do. I got to get out of that habit because it's a uh, it's not uplifting. Final question: Do you regret having yeah. me on this podcast? <laughs> Never. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Of course. Now leaving nerdist.com. 